Welcome to the Learning Curve, the podcast for parents and educators, where we discuss positive parenting and supporting your child on their learning journey. As parents, we all want to provide the best possible environment for our children to learn and grow. But with so much information out there, it can be overwhelming to know where to start. In this podcast, we will explore practical tips and strategies for promoting positive parenting practices that can help your child thrive. From building strong relationships to fostering independence, we will cover a range of topics that will help you support your child's learning journey and promote their overall well-being. Join us each week as we interview experts in the field, share real-life stories from parents just like you, and provide actionable advice to help you navigate the challenges of parenting in today's world. Whether you are a new parent or have been parenting for years, we believe that every parent can benefit from a little extra support and encouragement along the way. So let's get started on this journey of positive parenting and supporting our children's learning together. Today, our special guest is Christy Cheng, who is presently a life coach and training consultant for youth, working adults and parents. She has 24 years of working with the brightest minds in several premium education institutions across Singapore. A skillful learning designer and well sought after practitioner of dialogical thinking, both locally and in the region. In her personal life, Christy is a loving mother to two girls on the cuffs of adulthood and enjoys indulging in conversations about life, growth, personal flourishing and whatever else is in between. Alright, welcome Christy. Hi, hi, Laboy. Thanks for inviting me to this talk. Very excited to be here to share with you. I'm honored to have you here on my podcast as well. Yes, yes. Hi, hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Right, I have a question. As a certified coach, right, for mm. parenting and youth, especially mm. nowadays, mm. right, what kind of advice and strategies, right, do you have for parents? who are struggling with specific challenges in their relationship with children. We may not feel like we have issues relating with or communicating with our children until they get into puberty, until they get into secondary school. You know, the 13, 14, 15, that kind of age and above. When our kids come to that age, there are a lot of, a few things we have to become quite mindful of. If we recall for ourselves, none of us are born parents. We went through this growing up phase as well. At one point in time, we were teenagers ourselves. And during those years, a lot of things are happening. Teenage angst, puberty, we are growing in very strange ways, whether you're male or female. There are identity issues. Our kids actually are a lot more aware of what identity issues are. They question themselves a lot more. And I think what they are themselves exposed to, especially on the media, throws even more questions at them. So it's a very hard time for them. And then, of course, you add in the very classic issues of friendship, school, and then in the local context, academic stress in secondary school is really no joke. Whether you're in an elite school or not an elite school, whatever it is, I think the local, the Singaporean teenager is not having an easier time or an easy time at all. 
So all these actually are very important things that a teenager is, is grappling with. And it's all part of the natural growth process. What parents really can do to, if you feel yourself coming or you feel like, oh, I can almost feel like I'm getting into some difficulty communicating with my child. The first thing I can suggest, it's a very common Chinese saying, you know, be like water. Learn to be like water and flow with your kids in the area of communication. So imagine in a river, there are twists and turns. And when water flows from higher ground to lower ground because of gravity, or when water flows through a place that is very cold and it needs to get through something hard, it freezes itself, it becomes hard to break through. Water takes on all kinds of forms in order for it to navigate whichever terrain it's in. That's exactly what we need to become as parents. We need to become like water. Our own ability to sense our child's need and to understand our child's situation becomes very important, especially during the teenage years. Listening is one thing that many of us kind of think that we do very well in, but how many of us uh, actually think for the mothers here, right? We think that, oh, my husband never listens to me. Right? You know, I talk to him, uh, I'm like talking to a wall. You say, 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 say already. And then after a while, you can't say, how, what did you say? Or, or you, you talk to your son and it's like, he, 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 he takes you as elevator music. Just as we believe they are not listening, there is a very high possibility that the people around us, including our children, also feel that we're not listening well enough to them. So we really need to practice our listening. And the last thing I want to also share on communication strategies with your team is to always remember communication is two ways. All of us speak in a certain way. And when we respond to our children, are we responding by asking curious questions? Or are we responding with our own with answers that we already have in our head, which we think they should take on, you know, they should believe in it, they should do it anyway, because we've been there, done that. Don't ask leading questions. And how, again, how many of us are actually not always aware that the things that we say, our child may read it as us blaming them or trying to lead them somewhere. Our kids are smart. Communication really takes practice and including and especially with our own kids, if and especially if they are teenagers, because they are a lot more sensitive during these few years. I mean, even for myself, my younger child is 18 this year. I, I always thought that I was this expert, you know, teenage expert. <laughs> and when, when, my, when my girls hit 18, 17, 18, they finished their secondary school, to me, it was suddenly... I feel like I had to relearn something all over again because they are now so close to adulthood and they are responding to me differently yet again, different from the time when they were 13 to 16. So I am learning again. I'm now learning to speak to them like they are a lot older. We are discussing a lot more things, not, like, not that we have not discussed things before. It's hard, but I think just as they are growing, I'm also growing with them as a parent.
Yeah, thanks for sharing so much. And it's really, really useful, especially the three main points that I took take note of is like be like water. And suddenly my signs come back. <laughs> it doesn't have a fixed shape. Yeah. <laughs> and so you whatever container you fit in, you have to, the water will just goes with whatever shape the container is. And you can be liquid, solid, or gas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so certain you need to be solid, certain you need to be liquid, and certain you need to be gas. <laughs> Right, this really, really relates. And also when it comes to listening, for me, myself, I also realized that sometimes I don't listen. It's just like, oh, just another rambling from little ones. Mm. And you tend to shut off. Mm. Or when we are busy, right, we also tend to shut off. For my children, I always tell them, if I'm not listening and you not like it, let me know. Because unknowingly, when we are busy, we, we tend to be, behave differently. Yeah, even though yeah. we tell ourselves we need to listen. And it's not helpful when our children come to us at the most inconvenient times, <laughs> wanting to share their story with us, right? Like at 10.30 p.m. when I'm very tired and I want to sleep already, I'm on the bed. And then one will come onto the bed and say, you know what, this is what happened today. <laughs> I can't listen to you, not at this time. Yeah, but the thing is, if we don't listen at that time, when is the best time for them to, you know, come to you? They will tell me, sometimes I tell them, wait. Then five minutes later, I ask them, so what do you want to come? I forget. You go with the wind. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, fortunately or unfortunately, I think for us, we really have to, that's why parenting is 24-7. Mm. When your kids come to you, even if at the most inconvenient times, right, if we can, Maybe we want to listen to them. Or if we can't, then just tell them, you know, tell me very quickly what this is about. And then, you know what, the next time that is good for me will be this, this, this. That's when I really want to sit down and I really want to give you all my attention. But now it's not great. This is something that I practice and I think it's, it does help. I think it helps in a way it's a bit better than comparing that there's no time slot for them mm. to choose. But sometimes that during that time spot when you're a little old, they don't know what to talk to you about. Yeah, okay, let me write it down first. I think for younger children, those in maybe upper primary, you may want them to tell them that if it's really so important to you and you're afraid of, of forgetting, write down first, write down first. And then you can come and tell me later. Some later. willing to write, some will not. So we also find different ways of how to manage those different type of children. Another thing that you mentioned is also the communication strategy being two ways rather than one. Very commonly, we always do it one way. <laughs> it's our way, not yeah. I have a, a suggestion on how to make it two ways and how to listen better. Maybe we can talk about it later in a while. Two ways is really, really important because a lot of time, as a parent, we always try to be like the authority. So we speak our way and children have to listen our way because we know better than them. But the child doesn't think that way and they feel like they are being like pressed down. Yeah, yeah they feel suppressed. Mm. And then after that, slowly they will not be willing to share as much mm. as they, they used to. Mm. Because whatever I say, mom or dad is going to have their own perspective. Yeah. They're not going to look at my perspective. We forget very often that this, this growing up is for our children to do. Mm. Not us. We have done our own growing up. We have been through our own years as children, as teenagers, and we learn through that with support. 
with friends. Yeah. But when we offer or when we impose what we think is right and wrong on our children, sometimes we end up wanting them to grow up the way we did or mm. not grow up the way we did. Of course, all with the best intentions because we don't want them to have gone through the difficulties that we have or we, we can already foresee this is just going to end up bad. Don't do it. And we tell them. But the thing is, sometimes maybe we just have to let them fail and learn. And for all you know, they will appreciate that. They will appreciate us letting go and just watching them from the sideline. Agree with that. Yeah. Many of us are afraid of failing, do not want our children to fail. Yeah. So we do the best as we can to give them the best that, that they want, whatever they want. Then it turned out that they are not able to accept failure because they have not experienced it before. And they are also very scared. So they always go and find the best, most comfortable way and be comfortable all the time. So when failure comes, they are not able to handle and they do not know what to do. I guess that's why a lot of them are turning to social media because they feel like, oh, this is my way out where people, I see people doing this thing and I resonate. So I turn to social media more comparing to turning to my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you talk about failing and failure because even in schools, we are seeing that our kids have trouble failing. I don't just mean, you know, failing an exam or a test, that mm. kind of failing, but any kind of failure at all, they are really, they have a very poor relationship with failure. And, and that shouldn't be how life is lived. Failure happens more than successes. We fall down a lot more than we fly. And if we have never, you know, all of us need to learn to grow a positive relationship with failure, that it's okay to fail. If I haven't failed, how would I know that success is sweet? If I haven't failed, how would I know where I can improve on? And the problem with us parents, I think some of us, in our best of intentions to protect our children and to help them succeed the best way we know how they can succeed, we forgot to enable them to fail. Yeah, and I think that's 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 a key word to enable our children to fail and to teach them how to recover from that failure. For parents as well, we are also worried that if they fail, they can't take it. But on the other hand, we also have to learn how to teach and guide, how to climb up, how to get up when you fall, and what mistake you make, what kind of mistake you need to learn from. Yeah. So you won't make the same mistake again. That's why parenting is hard, right? The hardest bit is seeing your child fall and fail and it's heartbreaking. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that's why a lot of parents like even for us, we also try to avoid to let them fail. I think we do a lot worse for them if we don't allow them to fail. I do agree. That's a great conversation here that we have. Mm. And I hope parents who are listening is able to get that. The three main points that Christy has mentioned here, being like a water, flexible, 
able to form whatever shape that you're, which, whichever container you are in, have a listening ear, right? Have a listening ear, be an active listener, and able to communicate in two ways rather than one way. So these are the basic, very basic things that a lot of us, due to busy lifestyle, we forget or unknowingly forget, not purposely. Yeah. That we need to also remind ourselves to, to do it yeah. every day because we are looking facing our children every day as well. Also, we may be leaning to more other topics that we have mentioned just now, and it can go much, much deeper. So if you're listening, do follow us and we'll be following up with other topics as well. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Christy, for being on our special guest today. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, Lapuai. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Learning Curve, the podcast for parents and educators. We hope you found out today's episode helpful in supporting your positive parenting journey and your child's learning and development. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favourite listening platform so you would never miss an episode. And if you found value in what you heard, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and a review. This helps us reach more parents like you who could benefit from our content. We also want to hear from you if you have any questions, comments or feedback. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us through our website or social media channels. We are here to support you on your parenting journey and are always happy to hear from our listeners. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to sharing more valuable insights and strategies with you in our next episode.